Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler. A couple of footy legends covering all things sport. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Well, here we are. Tough night at the office. Well, it was an even tougher night at the office last night for the Queensland State of Origin team. We're going to battle through this, Scotty Sattler, because... uh, like the speak for yourself. I know, I know. I just you I wanted know, to go to a cider badge. You did, and I know you're you're happy. You're not well. You're happy about that than I am. I know we're still in the contest, but it just hurts me every time Queensland gets beaten. New South Wales fans rejoicing. They uh they had a massive win last night. Fantastic, thirty four ten, and they looked very very good. It's hard to imagine right at this point how Queensland's going to turn that around, but they've got a. Another six days to get that sorted. So, welcome to the show, Sats, uh, for Kia. And uh, the all-new Kia Sorento has landed. Our big origin reviews coming up. Hey, Cricket Australia. I'm, I love changing uh, tack, tack here because um, Cricket Australia is named a 17-man squad. We don't yeah. have to talk rugby league all night. Yeah, five debutants as well. Uh, new caps in that squad as well. There's a, there's a few players that, um, that have been questioned about their omissions as well. But I, I, think, I think pretty much they've got it right. Test legend Ian Healy will join us very soon, and he'll tell us uh, his thoughts on that. Uh, what did you think of the game? You can you can uh, call us on one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, or you can text zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. What changes, if any, do Queensland need to make before next Wednesday night? I'm going to ask you that question too. Sat soon. Our origin news is for Toro's big spring clean. It's in store. Now, now we do we do a few calls uh, on uh, NRL Nation Sports yep. Day, and one of them is our Blues call with Jimmy Smith and Blocker Roach, mm-hmm. and the other one is our Maroons call with uh, you and I and Mark Braybrook. Yep, I'm just going to to give you the vibe. This is the end of the game from both points of view, starting with the Blues call. Time's up on the Makita clock. Oh, Blocky. Oh, Blocky. We've got, the, win, son. we've got the State of Origin series is alive and well. 1-1, one, one, the series score. New South Wales, far too strong. And I don't know what Queensland do from here. No controversy over full time this week. No controversy at all with regards to the winner. New South Wales, 34, Queensland, 10. You wouldn't have it any other way, would you? A decider going to Brisbane, Suncorp <laughs> Stadium. I'd be happy with 2-0. <laughs> I would have been happy with two nil sets, but yeah, you look, it's it's exciting. It's one all. It's going to Suncorp, which is a, an advantage in some ways for the Maroons. I think it's been it's been over a decade badge from memory a decider at Suncorp, which is funny. Okay, yeah, which I would is have, interesting. If you'd asked me, I would have said there'd been half a dozen. In yeah, that no, no, I think it's, it's definitely over a decade since the last yeah. decider. So I think it's amazing. You know, Queensland their effort in the first game, their second half was was what Origin is built on. What New South Wales put together last night was frightening. 
you know, there was one stage there he could have got to 50. Oh, you know, I was, I was getting worried and we were, we were leaking points in a hurry. You know yeah. what? Well done, Nathan Cleary, too. You know, he, and both Katie Walker and Nathan Cleary, they answered a lot of the critics leading that game. A lot of pressure on both those players. And um, they answered every critic, so well done. Absolutely, they did. Now, there was a a bit of controversy, of course, losing Cam Munster early on with uh, that um, HIA that he had to go for. And we all assumed that he'd failed his head injury assessment. But the the Queensland doctor made a statement on Twitter that he actually, he passed it, but it was because on the field that he demonstrated poor balance, there was no way they could let him come back. Has this, has this got stricter but based on what happened with Boyd Cordner last week or was this always the case? No, there's, there's a set of – there's a checklist that you've got to go through or the observers go through, Badge, when you are deemed to be knocked unconscious on the field. Now, we know that when you do receive a head knock, you you can get up onto your feet straight away in some cases. Other cases, you're poleaxed, you're in the, you're in the fetal position. Um, horses for courses, everyone's different with, with how they um, suffer concussions. So – um, but with Cameron Munster, one of the areas that they tick the box, which means you're not returning, is poor balance, which means basically you know, his head was in the clouds. He showed signs of, of grogginess, not being able to walk um, with any sense of control at all. So it's, there's one, there's two others as well. But as soon as one of those boxes is ticked, you still have to go through the protocols, the assessment in the dressing sheds. Well, I don't understand. Why do you have to go through them if you can't come back anyway? Well, it's again, it's it's, it's part of the protocol. You you just can't let them just sit there and just you've actually got to go and assess them. It's oh, like see how bad they are. It's like okay. if you just go to hospital for a mild concussion, they'll always do yeah, an well, assessment in, in for you. In case you're really bad, and they go, no, we have to. But because he had the wobbly boot on, mm. there was no way he was going back on. Now there were some calls. I see that it was a massive illegal play, and Tyson Frizzell should be cited. I didn't see it that way at no. all. I think he should have been penalised. You can't. A tackle or, or, or grab hold of a player in midair who's defending and catching a ball. And that's that's what he did, and he helped him come to the ground quickly, and therefore he hit the back of his head. I thought a penalty to Queensland would have been um, the, the correct call, but certainly didn't think he should have I been thought, no, cited or sent or no way. binned uh, or anything. To be, to be honest, there's a kick from Nathan Cleary where it went deep into the end goal and we, very early on in the game. And um, I, Frizzell had to go round one of the uprights. I think when he's gone around to the upper, one of the uprights, he's actually lost sight of what's happening. And as soon as he gets to the other side, he sees Cameron Munster there. His first action is, I'll put hand on jersey, which anyone would do yep. when you're challenging early on in an origin match. They're, play on. There's nothing wrong yep. with it. Yep. So that's, uh, that's okay. Yeah, the other big talking point was the blue. What'd you, what'd you like the stink between the young blokes, Tino Fasumala-Awi and I Payne the, Haas? I love the build-up. I think we've lacked that in origin, the build-up where we, we see a little bit of rivalry going and into. And that one's going to last for a while. They're there for, well, they'll be there in game three, the pair of them. They'll be there for the next 10 years. You'd, you'd think so. They're a so, good chance. I loved it. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of fans today. I don't know what the listeners think of it. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Did you like the biff? I loved it because both knew exactly where they were coming from. They were both looking each other in the eyes. There was going to be no king hit, and no one was injured from it as well. So you know what I equally loved about it, Badge? And I don't know whether I'm speaking on behalf of the, of the listeners yeah. also. When Payne Haas was given 10 minutes, he turned around and was going, come on. Yeah, I know. You come with me. It's not fake. This is a dead set rivalry. They don't like each other. So that, and both of them, by the way, have got received a fine. I think seven hundred and fifty bucks, but no penalty. Um, Now the blame. Well, this goes back to three years ago in an article in the paper yesterday around 
um, when they were playing against each other in under 18s for yeah. Queensland, New South Wales, and for Sumala Awi, supposedly targeted Payne Hass, who was the big dog for New South Wales, and had him running scared, or he was targeting, he was hitting him, and and that was that was in the paper yesterday. Wayne Bennett, the coach of Queensland, is uh, is blaming that on on the blow up. Have a listen. So they both would have read the paper today, and it stirs the emotion in them. That's that's my point. Okay, now they're going to be responsible for their actions. And I accept that as well. But you're talking about 20 year olds here. You're talking about you know headlines about what happened 12 months ago, two years ago. I'm not even sure what the time frame was, and how you know the dislike for each other. That that fight just come out of it didn't come out of nowhere tonight. It was all, already brewing from you know obviously this morning. And I don't know about the background as well, but as I said. It's, it's, it's easy to, easy to criticise them and they have to have, take responsibility for it, but it's the type of headlines as well that young men just don't handle. And they didn't handle it well tonight either. Well, first of all, I don't think either of them would have wanted, read a paper. No, I think <laughs> online or messages from their mates yeah. or a bit of social media. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I think Origin since 1980 has been built on those one-on-one Rivalries. Rivalries. The, Dislike, hate, yeah, whatever you want to call it. It gave me something other than origin alone. It gave me something else to really look forward to. And every time one of those players ran, Payne House came out today and said, stop riding on my coattails. But every time they ran, I was looking for the other to try and spear him. And I loved it. I it's it going to be great. a big focus, that one, coming into game three. Uh, next week, of course, that's uh, where it's, it is. Uh, when it is, it's going to be held at... Suncorp Stadium, that's our origin news for Tyro's big spring clean. It's here. Get 0% interest across the Tyro range in store. Now, let's do our footy update. Sports Day, Sports Update. Um, oh, I just want to throw in Sats the, uh, the numbers for last night. Now, Game 1, disappointing TV numbers, and we thought... That was uh, around Melbourne Cup, the day after Melbourne Cup, and also the uh, the election was yep. happening in the US, mm. and that drew uh, a tad under 1.6 million viewers. Well, this week, that's this is Metro numbers. This week, it was bumped up to 1.654 million. So not a great improvement, a bit of an improvement. I guess it shows once again that this time of year is just not... You know, it's not peak season for footy viewers. Yeah, including the the regional areas, which is it's spiked up to about two point four million viewers. When you look at the very important regional viewers as well, so um, you know, I can't put my finger on it. I I've always thought it doesn't matter when you play Origin, people were going to mm. to watch it, but well, it's not the case. Well, when you're playing Origin next year, will be mid season. It's mm. just well, going to happen. It was going to be interesting how these numbers played out because Volandis has said no. Numbers from game one show that we shouldn't have it at the end of the year. It was going to be interesting to see whether this game, yep. and especially now it's a decider in game three. But I think after last night's figures, I think it's um, it's pretty well pretty well set going back to the next normal schedule. Righto, racing news now with Chris Nelson. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. They call him the Prince of uh, Racing in Queensland. Chris Nelson, how are you, mates? Going very well, thanks, Jason. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Now there's some uh, Coral Coast racing going on. Yes, the Coral Coast Shield is a feature series uh, all new for 2020, introduced by Racing Queensland. We've got... Uh, races staged across Rockhampton, Mackay, Townsville and Cairns uh, during October and November before uh, we culminate in the 
final at uh, Townsville. Now, the final is on Saturday, November the 28th, but I just thought I'd give you a quick update. We've had meetings at Rockhampton and Cairns so far, and uh, those home track trainers, well, they've been dominating. Rockhampton sits at the top with 23 points, Cairns with 22, and then we go down to Townsville 8 and Mackay 7. But we do race at uh, Mackay this coming Saturday. There is three heats, and then we head to Townsville, as I said, and then we head to Townsville for the finals. So a definite home ground advantage when the finals come around for Townsville. That's just a bit of an update on where we stand at the moment. Now, mate, racing tomorrow night on the Sunshine Coast, uh, and you've got a tip for us, I believe. Now, this is particularly for those blokes. Remember, Gamble responsibly sent Badge and Sats a tip, uh, text the other night on 0477 736 736 asking you to stop giving out tips because I think they said they've run out of money. Uh, but Gamble responsibly, well, they're probably only joking. What do you got for us? I'll give you this tip, but those guys simply don't deserve this tip. But anyway, I'll throw it in anyway. <laughs> yeah, what is Sunshine it? Coast, race one, number two, beg me. That's what they'll be doing after this, begging me for more tips. Chris Tarrant takes the ride. <laughs> Drew White uh, on debut, but a long way back and ran on very strongly. And I think he'll be winning that first race, which is nice and early tomorrow with nine races tomorrow night. Uh, check your local uh, times there, but I think it's about 5.20-odd Queensland time. So beg me, race one, number two. All righty, mate. And as we say, make sure you gamble responsibly. For all uh, the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Mate, we'll catch you Monday. Have a profitable weekend, Joe. Thanks, gents. Uh, we better get to the break. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. When we come back, the great man, Ian Healy, will join us to talk about the Test 17 that has been named today. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Interview time, as we promised you just a few minutes ago, Scotty Sattler, um, they've named the 17-man Aussie squad for the uh, the upcoming test series. Yep. Ian Healy is on the line. Uh, before we go to him, just quickly run through the team. Yeah, very quickly. Dave Warner, Will Pekowski, Joe Burns, Marnus Labashane, Steve Smith, Travis Head, Matthew Wade, Cameron Green, Tim Payne as captain, Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Joss Hazelwood, Nathan Lyon, James Patterson, and Michael Nisar, Mitchell Swepson, and Sean Abbott, Badge. And Ian Healy, I think we've got you there, Heels. How are you, mate? Any surprises in that yeah, list? Excellent, Badge. Uh, not really. Uh, I think that side is starting to establish itself. Quite exciting. A couple of new names uh, that are performing extremely well, and, and that's Sean Abbott, Michael Nisar, Mitch Swepson, Cameron Green, and Will Kikoski. So brand newies that have... Just mm. had to be selected. So that's a great thing for Australian cricket. So a good little squad. Yeah, very, very good. Fair to say that because they've had to... Well, they've named 17 because they've got to go into some sort of bubble, I imagine, for the for the series. Has that saved Joe Burns at the moment? Or do you think he was probably going to get a start in the first test anyway? Uh, no, I think it's it saved him. Um, they've definitely wanted to include him. But you just can't look at two double hundreds. And the advice of coaches, etc., that Will Pikoski is ready to play for Australia. He, he's battled some anxiety problems over the last 18 months, but he's worked hard on it. So, so mm. if he's right, he'll get picked. 
But what saved them all, or Burnsy, is two games against India. So what they go, just before the first test in Adelaide, there's two three-day matches. One that's going to be nearly full-strength test at Dremoyne Oval because everyone's trying to get uh, some long-form cricket into their bodies. You know, the, the bowlers who have been in the IPL in India, um, like that's Cummins and Hazelwood, uh, and the batsmen, the same thing. They'd love to... They've got a three-day game at Dremoyne, and then they'll then go on to Adelaide. The Test 12, for example, will go on to Adelaide and get ready for a day-night test while there's another three-day at the SCG under lights, pink ball, that oh. the others will be able to play in. You know, so... So there's, you know, there's two lead-up games for the Indians and one of them will be nearly full strength and the other blokes will get a second, third game that aren't the Adelaide Test players. OK. Yeah, no, it's a pretty impressive squad. Now, out of the omissions, who are the most notable omissions? Heels? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's well, missed out, have they? Um, 17 or, of them. Or is he, is he not yes, really well, regarded? He no, he must be uh, still out out on the fringes. Uh, yep. He... he Lost his spot last year, sometime or last summer. Um, so, so uh, and to sort of Manus sort of cemented himself into his spot and and hasn't looked back. So, no, was he probably not expected to be there? Um, no, I don't think. I don't think there's too many uh, surprise omissions. They're just nice inclusions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about uh, the spinners? The the battle between Swepson. And, uh, and also Lyon. has been a really good one to watch over this uh, Sheffield Shields uh, season. Will they go in with two yeah. spinners or will it be one or the other? Uh, rarely will they go in with two spinners. Um, but but uh, the second spinner up till now has always been Ashton Agar in yes. the minds of the selectors. In, in one day as in T20. And then he's gone on a couple of tours as well. Well, Mitch Swepson has pushed his way ahead of Ashton in the, in the test matches at least. And it's so handy having a leg spinner. Um, you know, yesterday, for example, in that classic finish against South Australia, Swepo had bowled 50 overs without getting a wicket, 50 in an inning and without getting a wicket. But in his last two or two and a half overs, he got three wickets and cleaned up the tail of South Australia. Yeah. That's, that's how valuable a leg spinner can be. So if you're going with a second spinner to Nathan Lyon, a leg is really handy. And Swepo's uh, put his hand up and I, I reckon has convinced the selectors he's ready. Yeah, well, our producer Woogie reckons just he just brings Swepson in straight away and dump the great Nathan Lyon, which I think is ludicrous. <laughs> Woogie, yeah, I know. I thought give him laugh. an uppercut. Yeah, give just him an uppercut. Reach over okay. his panel there and give yeah. him a clip over here. But but Nathan is, Lyon, he, he's going to be unreal. Nathan Lyon, he's already got I think the second most stats to Warney as mm. a spinner, and he's he's a, not a deceptive off spinner, not regulation orthodox off spinner. Not one of the flicky Sri Lankans or the flicky Indians uh, that that the, a lot of batsmen can't read. So mm. for Lino to have such a great statistical career at the moment, and he's not that old. He looks old, but he's not. He's only early thirties. We'll get another oh. five years out of Nathan Lyon, and he's going to really kick. Um, so he never gets injured. So we'll just see if 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 he does go downhill quick, but he'll still finish with an unbelievable record. Yeah, is is that a bit of a you know I, I don't know is it a myth or is it of late we we always used to I think go with two spinners in Sydney because of that turning yeah. SCG wicket but doesn't it, it's not a given anymore. No, that's right um, because Sydney have endeavoured to grass their wicket up and mm. they haven't quite uh-huh. got it right. It, it's still a, it's a grassy wicket now which hasn't got the dry um, dry powdery bits to as the game wears on. 
But what it, when you grass a wicket up, you want it hard and you want it bouncy at the front of the game, and theirs is a bit dead. So, uh, you know, they, they're in no man's land at the moment, so no one's sure of, of uh, what to, what's most effective at Sydney. It's a, it's a batsman's wicket. But uh, now uh, in Sydney also, you're quite tired by the time you normally get to the Sydney Test because you've played one in the middle of December, then you go Boxing Day, which finishes on the 30th of January, and then the 3rd, you're, you're straight into the Sydney Test of January. You're on. So that, they've spread that out this time. So the play, it, it starts on the 7th, so everyone will be a lot fresher in Sydney than they have been in the past, which is going to be interesting to watch too. Yeah. Now, before all that happens, there's one-dayers and T20s. And I've just read the first one-dayer is on the 27th of November. So two weeks tomorrow, well, where, where's the Indian side? Where, aren't they, wouldn't they be over here quarantining, you'd think? Is that, or are they, yeah, do they get, well, they, they do they get a no, shortened no, no, they, quarantine they got, time? No, they haven't got any, any shortened. And remember, the Brisbane government, the Queensland government, uh, knocked them back to do their quarantine in Brisbane mm. because they had to they had to live where they trained and Brisbane hasn't got that you know they, they sort of even thought about the private schools maybe they could do that and just train train and move back to the rooms you know but but uh, they sort of our Queensland government said no to what the proposal was and Sydney picked it up right so so these games so, so now they're going to Homebush so I reckon in India they must be very close they, they're flying from Dubai having quarantined a bit in Dubai also, the ones who haven't played the IPL. Um, and they're all on an A380 to Sydney. They'll stay around Homebush, which is where the WBBL girls are, are being uh, housed, and they can train at Homebush. So so both teams will be doing that. And as a consequence of that, all the one-day, three one-days are in Sydney and Canberra, and same with three T20, Sydney and Canberra, or Canberra and Sydney. I think Canberra get two of them. All those six were going to be in Brisbane, Brisbane and the Gold Coast, but we lost them. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, full full quarantine protocols, and uh, they must be on our doorstep, I reckon. Yeah. Now everyone is anticipating uh, young Cameron Green was going to be be selected. I'm I'm really excited about seeing a lot more of him. Will he play much of a role? Do you think if he gets the opportunity, will they will they look at him as a potential player in a in the starting side, or will it be more about the experience heels? Yes, I, th- I think it's more about the experience, like having him in there now. He, if he actually did debut, he'd be the youngest debutante I, I heard today for a long time, maybe maybe since Ricky Ponting, something like that, maybe even earlier. Uh, so he, he's a big thing, but I think we really need him bowling. He's not going to he's not going to mm-hmm. debut in the Australian team as a batsman um, and, until until he gets his bowling going, I reckon. And when he does that, I think the number six spot uh, is up for grab. And, you know, Matthew Wade's going to have to score a lot of runs to, yep. to just stave off the all-rounders, whether it be Mitchell Marsh, Marcus Thornis or Cameron Green, but I think it's more for experience. Whereas I think Pukowski, if he's okay to play, if in his and his uh, his coach's minds, um, which they're saying that he is, I think he'll go in and Burns won't play. I think Pukowski will get a run. Green will be more experienced. Yep. Beautiful. Righto, you heard it here first on Sports Day. Ian Healy, uh, always great to pick your brains about what's going on in the world of cricket, mate. And hey, bad, even hey, even bad. better to, uh, to... to to not talk origin. We... Yeah, we talked to um, Sats this morning, didn't we, Sats, on our show, and you were yep. walking along a boardwalk to have a latte, right? I was. I'm walking on a boardwalk now in the Botanical Gardens in Brisbane, about to monster a beer. There you go. There. <laughs> That's the difference between Sattler and Healy. Good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you were Thanks for joining us. <laughs>
The great Ian Healy on Sports Day. Good stuff. Better get to the break. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed when we come back. Our hot topic and our giant performance of the week. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Didn't ask Ian Healy what he thought of last night's game, Sats, because he, um, he is a staunch Queensland fan, but he didn't sound too upset he used about to be the it. media manager, didn't he? He was, he was, when uh, he came into camp with uh, with us in the early 2000s, yep. and what an absolute champion of a bloke. Hey, um, better get to our hot topic now. Now, hot topic time. For pharmacy sleep services, test yourself for sleep apnea. Okay, uh, I had a bit of a spit yesterday last night we're talking about Phil Gould declaring that this New South Wales team would win five out of seven times if these if these sides played off and I thought it was pretty disrespectful but now that they've had a really solid win I want to ask you Sats would you know was he justified in saying that are they they that much better than New South Wales team and and I guess probably more importantly can the Maroons turn it around in just a week well, there's a fair bit of thought that goes into comments that Phil Gould always makes, whether you agree with it or not. He's a highly intelligent man, and I, I tend to agree with the comment yesterday. As, as if you're a Queensland fan, you would look at it and say, how ignorant, how arrogant can one man be to say a comment of that nature? But in saying that, um, there's an argument for and against. The argument against is that New South Wales would always expect to win five out of sevens, and the difference would be that Queensland would fight for it. And I made that comment last night. But when you when you pull all the layers back, he's he's correcting when he says, uh, and what he means by it is that class always rises to the top eventually. And man for man, when you look at the New South Wales side and the Queensland side, they are far superior side across one to seventeen. Out, I think out wide. That's that's our issue, you know, with the our outside backs who who are trying their best to hold their own. But there's a, probably a bit more class yep. there in the Blues and. In the forward pack, not much between them at all. So on the back of that, you, maybe in the hooker you put role. all those quality players together. Eventually, they'll you know, form greater combinations. Mm. And again, like I said, the class will always rise to the top. So, and next week is it's a it's a it's a really strange circumstance to be in for for both sides. Queensland were were heavy underdogs leading into the series because of the amount of injuries they've got and the amount of class that they've lost over the years. And then you've got New South Wales expected to win. Now, we know going into a decider, New South Wales, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, we've got to go to Suncorp. Our, our, the history of us winning Origin games in Brisbane at Suncorp is absolutely terrible. And they'll be reminded of that every day through the media, social media, whatever it may be. How do they deal with that? Psychologically, is is going to be the big the big question for New South Wales. Yes. Um, so last year, Queensland won that first game. That was at Suncorp, eighteen fourteen. Yep. Same result this year. It was eighteen fourteen, but at a uh, different venue. Game two went to Perth. Yes. Oh no, ANZ. Oh, sorry, Perth, Perth. Game two, mm. and the Blues smashed us thirty eight six. And uh, and they last night they won thirty four ten. Similar result. And then game three was it in Sydney. 
went down to the wire, of course, very, very close, 26-20 to New South Wales. Of course, took out the second series in a row. How, how did the Maroons prevent another a third straight series loss in such a short turnaround uh, with with limited numbers of replacements? Well, first of all, who, who, who could they bring in? There's two questions about how do Queensland improve? How do New South Wales continue doing what they did last night? So how do New South Wales continue doing what they did last night? They ride the wave of emotion. And I think you've got to embrace it. They were it. very good. They, were, you know, they, they withstood that early try from Queensland. Yeah. I know um, the Maroons lost Munster early, but they, they were scored against early. And they had to show some composure and then they went on a really good run, didn't they? I think that's what would have impressed Brad Fittler the most is that they actually the first 10 or 12 minutes, they didn't have all the, the run of the game. They were actually behind when it came to energy levels, aggression. Papali nearly scored. Foot, the the amount of football. Was the yeah, 70% had. possession. A uh, couple of try-scoring opportunities. They looked really brittle, New South Wales, early on, but they were able to turn it around. Who, who that was because of, I think Jake Trebojevic and and Tyson Frizzell had a lot to do with that, just their physicality, the way that they played. Uh, and then Queensland weren't able to go with them. So how do they continue? Well, I think you just got to ride the wave of emotion, like I was saying. I think you've got to believe in what you, what every one of the players, um, what they were able to, to produce last night. For Queensland... Christian Welsh automatically comes in. Yeah, he was. He didn't play because of concussion from game one. He's a big body. It's funny you stand up alongside Christian Welsh. He is a huge man, a six foot three and a half, six foot four. He's got an offload, and I thought that's where New South Wales were really dominant. Just their sheer size, they monstered the Queensland. Well, Saifidi and Haas early in in that first twenty or thirty, and even late in the game. That size of them taking the ball, and and even Daniel Tupo doing some of those runs, and he's about the same height as them, about six foot five too, and and the size of those three in particular really did some damage. And Queensland just couldn't get territory, couldn't they just kept them coming off their line. It was a very good game plan, but it was really well executed and played out by Nathan Cleary in particular. Well, the exceptional form of Nathan Cleary last night, which, you know, we've got a everyone's been waxing lyrical on about how good his game it was. And it was. It was a tremendous controlling game of rugby league and, and Cody Walker on the back of that. But if those big guys, Crichton and Frizzell and Trebojevic and Haas and Saifidi early on in the game, if they don't create that, mm. they, they'd knock down the front door of Queensland and then... Cleary and Walker are able to jump on the back of that. And Tedesco and yeah, the bit of that class yeah, shot so, through, didn't So it? with Queensland, they'll have Christian Walsh will come back. Mm. It's a huge in because it's a big body and you need that big physical body in there that go alongside Papali. It can't all be about Papali. Then you've got Cam Munster and I think Cam Munster um, is a huge in for Queensland. I think when you see Cam Munster as a New South Wales player leave the field in the third minute, that's a boost for him, isn't you it? You get a spike of enthusiasm. He is their major danger, really. Absolutely, because he's unpredictable. He's you don't know yep. what's coming at you. When he goes off the field and your Ben Hunt goes to 5-8, you know what's coming at you, where the unpredictability of um, and his style that he plays with Munster is, is a huge in. You know, I've, we've got a, a couple of texts here, and, and Steve from Raymond Terrace on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. he said, G'day, boys, I'm not getting too carried away yet. Where the Munster plays next week at home will be the key for the decider. Have to say both, you know, Nathan Brown and Yo had immediate impact. They did yeah, off they the did. bench, but Munster is a huge in. You know, Munster in that second half in Adelaide, that was a Wally Lewis type dominant performance where he basically just grabbed the entire game by the scruff of the neck and controlled it 
and New South Wales had no answer for it. Mm. He's one of those jack-in-the-boxes, jumps all over the field, and you don't know where he's going to bob up. And as a defender, that worries you. So when you've got Welsh coming in, you've got Munster coming back, I see it being a far more even contest. Would you look at uh, a change around the dummy half for Jake Friend, who's done two, done the role admirably twice? Yep. But there isn't a great threat of outer dummy half there that I think, uh, especially with Ben Hunt not being able to jump in there as he did in game one because he had to come onto the field early for Munster. It meant Jake Friend was the dummy half the whole mm. time. And it just, he, he, for mine, he's a fantastic, tough player. Doesn't have that genuine speed out of dummy half to threaten the line that I think we could get out of out of Harry Grant. Oh, even, even Ben Hunt himself, who played great in the 2019 series in that role. Maybe the time is right for Harry Grant to get a run. Many will say tough game to debut, Badge. You know better than most. Every or- origin, origin game arena. is tough. Absolutely. Would you want to throw someone that young into the deep end? Well, I think players are a lot more confident the, these days. The time is right now for uh, playing your best cards. And being in the bubble for two to three weeks is actually actually longer for players like like Harry Grant, it's actually going to help them with their debut, any of those players, because they've been in and around those players for a number of days mm. and weeks where you just feel comfortable as part of the team. So I don't think it's too big of an occasion. I would throw Harry Grant in there. I think half opportunities out of whether it's an offload or, or a quick play the ball, he turns them into something as opposed to them staying half opportunities. I would leave Valentine Holmes at fullback with one more game under his belt. Yeah, well, Brimson's is not had. available. I think Val no. Val was was good, was quite good, defensively really good, and did didn't make any errors. He'll be he'll be even better for the run. I think uh, I think Corey Allen probably needs to go onto that left wing for Philip Sammy, who will play yeah, Origins down a, down the track. He was challenged, wasn't he, last night? And the reason I Phillip do Sammy. question Corey Allen his ability to embrace the contact when he's bringing a ball back from. A kick return. Do you? Yeah, look, I thought I he do. was really good when he slotted oh, in, especially when he slotted into fullback. For I know, he's good from Rabideau's the 50-metre line in when you're attacking. When you're bringing the ball out, and sometimes you need some of those really tough Carmichael Hunt sort of runs, mm. I don't think he's, he's ready for that yet. If you throw him on the wing, he's coached by the Queensland coach. The Queensland coach will just know how to how to play with him throughout the world. The other options out wide are Heimel Hunt or Branko Lee or Edric Lee. Yeah. So I won't be surprised if there's one or two changes to the outside backs because defensively we, what we have been South caught Wales out. Badge? Oh, I don't think they'll – they don't need they to They won't change. Changes. Clint Gutherson at that right centre, although was – Look, if – At times, Kirk Kate will dig on the outside of him again. I would – if it was me, I'd be playing a right centre, probably Zach Lomax, but – They've decided to go with Clint Gutherson, and he's um, you know he's a hard worker, and he did some really good stuff last night. Um, but that's um, that's obviously up to the Blues, and I'm the last person they're going to listen to. Mm. That's our hot topic for pharmacy, pharmacy really sleep services. Always tied. Visit your local pharmacy and test yourself for sleep apnea. How good was it seeing Nathan Brown wind up from Sutherland, oh, run onto the ball, and hit everyone like a set of ten pins? It was great. He I loved him to Jake Friend, didn't yeah. he? Who's a tough defender. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. It was a great uh, a great origin performance by by many many players, and the Blues thoroughly deserved that win. One all heading into a decider. Who'd have thought? Love it mm. at Suncorp Stadium next week. Now our giant performance of the week uh, for Giant Bicycles. We're still riding with you and Xavier Coates. Well, this was one highlight. It was very early for Queensland, but it wasn't it a spectacular try? Have a listen. Friend at acting half. Now Cherry Evans gives it to Gagai on the outside of Whiten. Then to Xavier Coates, who may have scored oh, the most spectacular score. try you've ever seen. Stop it.
That was amazing. <laughs> it was. It doesn't matter what team you you support. That was it defied gravity. Yeah, it was amazing yep. to watch. And hopefully there'll be a few more highlights to come for uh, for Xavier. Now this is uh, well, that's Sports Day's performance of the day for Giant Bicycles. We're still riding with you, and this is Sports Day for Kia. The all new Kia Sorento has landed. More of your texts when we come back, Sats, and uh, we do thank you for sending those in. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six is the number. Talk to you soon. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Rightio. Now, Satsi, uh, a couple of things we didn't mention off the top of the show uh, about the State of Origin game. No charges laid against uh, Fasul Malawi and um, Haas. Mm-hmm. I think we did. I actually did say that. Uh, Josh Adokar has a toe injury. He's on crutches. So in a little, just trying to keep him off his yep. foot, I suppose. Nathan Cleary moment. not charged for the shoulder charge, That's which right. is good. Nathan Cleary not charged. Yep. Nothing's going to happen with Tyson Frizzell. Uh, Damien Cook. Now, this was inter- interesting to read. He um, he spent Monday night in hospital battling a leg infection. Leg infection. No one knew about it. Have a listen. Yeah, look, it was a great bounce back for us, and we definitely needed. Obviously, it was a, a must-win game. Now we take it up to to Suncorp, and yeah, look, it was a bit of an interesting week for me. Um, you know, lucky, you know, one of the guys, Craig, up at our medical staff, was very good and very proactive. With what was going on, and something that looked like a little. Ingrown, eventually uh, grew and grew, and, and then turned into I think the cellulite and leg infection, whatever it is. Boys try to say it's a boil, but it wasn't. Um, and you know, he just acted really fast on everything, and uh, gave me the chance to play tonight. Uh, Doctor Bro, he was he was he was outstanding at Prince of Wales Hospital, and he when he saw it, he wasn't I don't know, he didn't give me a lot of confidence. But uh, the next morning, just everything went right, and um, yeah, the leg wo- uh, looked a lot better the next morning. Everything was reduced, and um, yeah, he got obviously got out to captain's run and got through captain's run, and it was all good to go. So um, I'm, I was glad I was there. Out here tonight, and uh, we got the win, and now we get to take it up to Suncorp. You can't mention the word boil. It was a boil. Yeah, it's a boil. He, yeah. what do you say, cellulitis? Yeah, it's like when you have your gout. What do you say? It is something else. Arthritis. Yeah, you say no. It's yeah, yeah, so boil. You don't want to. You don't want to have boils when you're a rugby league player. No, you've got to be isolated away from everyone else. Oh, so they so don't, you've got to use another name. Okay. But antibiotics, uh, an infection that obviously could have gone into his blood, and there was no chance he was going to play. Cameron McGuinness was on hold, and. For more reports, uh, Cook had had some discussions with Cameron McGuinness and and he was ready to go. But mm, until uh, Tuesday, about Tuesday lunchtime, everything was uh, everything was kosher. He and was, he was outstanding. One of the Cook. stars yeah. again, Damien Cook. Bill, uh, in fact, Billy Moore reckons uh, Cook is the key for the Blues in the decider. Damien Cook is the greatest number nine for extracting pain I've ever seen. <laughs> his, his ability to bend that line, get the A, a defenders out of position. Cut up the markers is the best. And off the back of that, that's where you play. So we need to play our markers deep, split them, and just hold. If we can stop Cook, we can stop your momentum. It sounds very simple, but for me, that's where it starts and stops. We must stop Damien Cook. That then means that your seven and six have to work a lot harder to create something. So I believe that they're the two areas we need to work on. You can't stop Damien Cook unless you stop those big men that they've got <laughs> that keep punching through the line and getting quick play the balls. That's, yeah. the, that's the difficult thing. So, yeah, good on you, Billy, for that time now for some of your texts. 
Now on Sports Day, off the text with Badge and Sats. Have your say by texting 0477 736 736. Yeah, we're doing it for Aussie Made. Support local, australiamade.com.au. What do you got there, Scott? i got Pete from Coffs Harbour. If Payne Haas throws a punch, isn't it the natural reaction to throw one back? On the footy field, well, yeah. Mm. Why then does Tino Fasul Malawi get sin binned also? Uh well, because he punched too. Because the referees so say you should, you need to walk away. And, yeah, they, which well, is they never don't, going they to don't say you you are allowed to punch if you're reacting to something. Yeah. No, you just can't throw a punch. Mm. So um, I wonder if they'll tolerate if those two blokes go at it again in game two, in game three. I wonder if they would get the same. Well, slap on the wrist, small fine, and and no suspension. I reckon they'd get charged. And I don't think anyone would have any concerns. I don't think the players would be concerned mm. either because they'll miss the last trial next year. And yeah, but it's it is great in a way to have this this bit of bad blood. It's, a, it's there, great. Been it's no, amazing. There's been no anger. It's there's a been modern no day story. chief and spud. They're all yes. Yeah. They're all they've all been very nice to each other. Sats, I got one here from uh, from Tyson from Dubbo. What did you make of Wayne Bennett? and his happy mood in the dressing sheds after the game. Yeah, I, saw I didn't that see this. Yeah, so in the dressing sheds, all the players sitting around and you know, taking their, their tape off their ankles and jerseys and everything like that. And he was just sitting there drinking a, a bottle of Coke and, and laughing and smiling. And a lot of people, even some people said to me today, did you find that odd? And I said, no, I don't. Because it's a soft drink. Just gets to <laughs> him. He doesn't have much. I just think he reads the room really well, Wayne. He realises that they don't have seven days recovery. By the time they get back, they've got about six days recovery. And so he's got to be at the forefront of the one that's got a positive, like a positive image. You know, if you can't change the situation, you've got to change your attitude. The, the score had already happened. The game had already occurred. So he has to present a really positive image so the players can see that also. I saw Fatty and Jonathan Thurston questioned his bench rotation, saying that um, Josh Papali uh, took off in the 23rd minute, yep. didn't return until after 60 and Dunamis Louie, he was pretty good. He went off in 19 minutes. He didn't come back until there was six yeah. minutes to go. So they have questioned that. that... I, I mean, Wayne Bennett knows better than us in relation to rotations and players. This is only a wish. As at a, that point. Not whether it's Queensland or whatever it may be. Just as a Josh Papali fan... This is a wish. I just, I just wished he stayed on longer. Well, but the um, Blues but, um, wished, w- didn't want him to stay on. But unfortunately they play in the toughest position on the field and mm. you can't go for long periods in Origins because so it's so different to the regular season. 23 and then something the night last 19 or 20. Yeah. Mm, okay. I've got another one here, Badge. Um, hi, Sats and Badge. The Queen, Queenslanders need Cameron Smith to come in for the Origins, origin decider. And Corey you. Oates would be a handy player to have off the flanks. Sporty Gav in Newcastle. I agree with this, Sporty Gav, but unfortunately because of the bubble, they, they can't, can't go come in. in. No yeah. one who's – unless you're in that squad, you can't come in. Cam Smith, well, he said he won't play. And uh, and big Corey Oates, yeah, they, yeah. they could, could do with his uh, his size and his, his ability to help. Do a bit like Daniel Tupo was doing last night, yeah, get him exactly. on the front foot. Mm. Go to only Thanks for those texts, 0477-736-736 for Aussie Made. Shop for authentic Aussie products, the Australian Made Kangaroo Certification is the logo the nation trusts keep those texts coming and you can call us as well 1300 42 15 33 anytime this is sports day for kia the all-new kia sereno has landed
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.